I'm getting to the point where I, I feel almost sorry for Kalen DeBoer. That's crazy. It's true. So the latest is that what? He has Nick Sheridan, Washington's tight ends coach. He wasn't good enough to coach even quarterbacks or the offensive, uh, the, the entire offensive side of the ball at Washington. But uh, he's going to be a co-offensive coordinator with uh, Washington's PGC. Are we, are we making up titles here as the co-offensive coordinator? Um, Sheridan and Shepard, what are the what does the tide get out of them? And how many people have said no, Caleb? My goodness. So, yes, this is, as we know, after Ryan Grubb, the offensive coordinator he meant to bring, left to take the same position with the Seattle Seahawks. So Nick Sheridan was the tight ends coach for Alabama, for Washington under um, Kalen DeBoer. He has never been a coordinator, ever, in his entire life. Um, Jamarcus Shepard was the Washington passing game coordinator. He was a co-offensive coordinator under Purdue. But that was with Jeff Brom there. And Dave, as you know, that's Jeff Brom's offense. For those who know what Jeff Brom runs, he's now at Louisville. That's his offense. The co-offensive coordinator is basically like when Jim Chaney was Lane Kiffin's offensive coordinator. It's that unimportant of a position if you're under Jeff Brom. And so basically two people who were never offensive coordinators. Now, I will say this in Kalen DeBoer's defense. A strong argument could be made that this was Kalen, that this is Kalen DeBoer's offense. So he doesn't really care who the offensive coordinator is. I don't know how true that is, but you could make that case for Kalen DeBoer. I don't know where I land on this because I would think that coming to the SEC, even if you run an offense, you would want a, a respected offensive mind who has experience in the league to kind of help help you with the natures of the new defenses you'll be facing, right? Yes. So I am not sure where to land with Kalen DeVore and if this is a desperate move or if it's just he wants to run his offense and he needed a couple of guys to get the titles. Well, I think it's clearly a desperate move. It's either desperate in that I'm going to give up what got me here, which is my plan, my offense, or I'm going to hire guys that maybe are not ready to run my offense, but I want to keep it under my philosophy. So I think this is clearly desperation one way or the other. Smoky Mountain Red says, please, sweet baby Jesus, let Bama completely derail next season. I don't know what completely derail is, but would you would you not agree that Kalen DeBoer is not going to be in great shape in three years at Alabama? Caleb, do you agree with that? Yes, and I don't know if it'll be his fault, but he won't be in great shape. Because I think, again, I told you guys, the Alabama boosters are dumber than rocks. And okay. so. Fair enough. Right. Uh, so, but does it actually, what we're talking about right now, does it actually affect Alabama's win-loss record this year? Because I think people think this is going to take some time to develop. I don't. I think Alabama is a three or four loss football team this season. So if that's Darrell. On our message board, if you consider that derailing, get ready because Alabama's about to derail. Yeah, it's so funny you say that because I actually think <laughs> this is going to be kind of funny. I think they're going to have a three or four loss season this year that's really bad. He's going to get a break because people are going to say that he needs time to build his program. But you want to know what he's going to do after that, Dave? What's that? He's next year, next year after four years of his offense installed, actually have a good second year that has everybody believing in him. 
But then the recruiting issues are going to show because he's not going to get the talent he needs, and it's really going to fall apart in year three and four. You know, the irony of this is that in 2022, when we launched off the hooksports.com and this show, I said the two easiest bets to make, and I do not gamble. I won over the weekend. My wife's already cashed it out because she wanted me gambling more. So, um, by the way, we'll tell you more about our new gambling sponsors coming up. But um, the over-under win total, I thought, was the easiest in 2022 for Tennessee and Alabama. Across the board, not just in the SEC and not just because I cover Tennessee. What was it in 2022? Do you remember, Caleb? Uh, I vaguely do because I remember reporting on it before I was with you. Um, but let's I'm, – I'm trying to – okay, let's see. I'll tell you, it was it was eight and a half for Tennessee, ten and a half for Alabama, and I'm going to tell you what I thought. At the oh, time. it was seven and a half on DraftKings in 2022. Sorry, eight and a half was the more popular number, but okay. maybe maybe seven and a half was out there. Anyway, point is, I thought eight and a half was too low, and Tennessee should should go over. Now, here's why I think that uh, Tennessee fans should bet over again. Brought to you in part by Don Self. State Farm, customer service still matters. State Farm, Don Self and his team take customer service seriously. That's right, the greater Chattanooga area. Go to donself.net right down there, donself.net. Or call 423-296-2126. So Tennessee's eight and a half. Take the over. Take the over. I don't think there's any question about that. The schedule breaks well for Tennessee. And I know the trip to Oklahoma isn't easy. I get that. Um, but the other one, back in 2022, Alabama was a 10.5 point over under for the season. I thought it was a lock. They would they would go over. Now it's a lock. They will go under. Alabama is not going to win 10 games this season. Period. End of discussion. I don't care if you add in a bowl game or not. So you don't them. think it's possible they could go like 10 and three or maybe go nine and three back into the playoff, win a playoff game, 10 and three, finish like 10 and four. I don't think so. I, th I think they're going to be on the outside looking in. I think this is a five loss Alabama team this year. I think four. Oh, Dave with yeah. some massive, massive hot takes right here. Five yeah. loss Alabama team. Yeah, I, I am. I'm not believing how this I think there are going to be some Washington guys there. I don't see how this chemistry issue works out. We talked about NIL and chemistry, but we never talked about it like this, where you've got a different coach that comes in. I mean, it's it's never been a situation. And you look at their at their schedule, uh, you've got Western Kentucky at home, USF at home, at Wisconsin, uh, Georgia at home, at Vanderbilt, South Carolina at home, at Tennessee, Missouri at home, you know, if Goober Eli keeps that thing rolling, who knows? At LSU, business, man. then Mercer, he stands on business, then Mercer at Oklahoma, and then the Iron Bowl. That, to me, with what Alabama has coming back and coming in via NIL and the coaching issues and who they're going to have to pay to stay, that looks like a five-loss team. And I didn't think you would think that's – as strong of a take, but um, go ahead and tell me why. Brought to you in part by Harold Group Security Solutions, leadership experience, specialization, addressing problems through unique mission-specific mitigation techniques, making your children safer one school at a time. We're in private schools now, want to be in public school. 
So why do you think that's a crazy take for somebody to say a five-loss Alabama team? You just read off their schedule, and I can't disagree with you. Okay, let's just talk circle losses for a minute. Georgia, I don't care that it's in Tuscaloosa. Alabama's losing that game 100%, right? They could have that at Nick Saban's backyard, and it, Georgia would still win that game. Yes. At Tennessee and at LSU, I think they'll be underdogs both of those games. Agreed. So that's three. At Oklahoma, Auburn, and at Wisconsin, I think they lose at least one of those and maybe two. Agreed. So even by at your that point, they're at five losses. By your rationale, which is slightly positive, more positive than mine, you see a four-loss team, right? Which is not going to be in contention for a playoff. We don't think fours are. Threes are possible. I Yeah, I think the absolute best-case scenario for Alabama is nine and three, and that's assuming they run the table on their toss-up games. I think the likeliest scenario is eight and four. Seven and five is possible, and six and six is not completely out of the realm. I'm with you. Um, yeah, that 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 that's absolutely crazy. You you brought up their schedule. I looked at it. I'm like, oh my gosh. Now I have to be consistent. I told you I don't believe in Oklahoma. I think the program's going to fall apart under Brent Venables. I, I and don't I don't think either. He's that kind of a coach. And we're on the same page. Yeah. Though. But it yeah. wouldn't surprise me to, for him to get one of those wins where in ten years you look back on it like, how did Oklahoma beat Alabama? That was oh they had that Kalen DeBoer guy the first year after Saban and. Let's let's be fair about this. The reason I'll, for those who are wondering why Alabama's schedule is so brutal, this was before Nick Saban retired. I'm just going to tell you guys this right now. I firmly believe in Dave. You can call me crazy. I think Greg Sinke wanted to punish Nick Saban for nuking the nine-game SEC schedule not last year. Ooh, I love your conspiracies. So would that carry on to the new Kalen? Well, the schedule was already set before Kalen came along. Okay, that's true. So I think he wanted to punish Nick Saban. Now, here was where... Things kind of clashed. It's if you look at the schedules, it's very clear he has an agenda to make to help Texas have a very good first year in the SEC because their schedule is so easy. And he had an agenda to punish Alabama. But what do you do when they like to punish Alabama? You would rather have them play Texas than Oklahoma. But to help Texas, you don't want them to play Alabama. This is when Nick Saban is there. So he decided I'll help Texas and not have them play Alabama. So we got to ask on the message board, five losses. I'm, I'm not going to put my name next to five losses, but I'll put it next to four, which maybe is not as newsy. Five would not surprise me, but I'll go ahead and say eight and four regular season, not a possibility for making the playoff, not even in contention, not even in conversation. Would you yeah, I, I, I would absolutely go with eight and four regular season. Um, I think that important regular season is the, I would set the over under for Alabama right now at, if you got to do a half, would you set it at seven and a half or eight and a half, Dave? If you could set it up, uh, I would put it at seven and a half. Well, I I think Vegas would put it in eight and a half if they want to. They want to use I think a Vegas deep. has it higher, but I could be yeah. But if, if they wanted to use my line of thinking, which they're not, I think I don't think they'd go as low as seven and a half. Me drinker says we have conspiracies, but uh, this there are no conspiracies with Tennessee. There's not, and there's no conspiracies about Alabama not being as good as a lot of people think. Do you want to know why? Their best players playing for Ohio State, for goodness sake. I mean, it's been understated how crazy this whole thing has gotten in Alabama. We have reported a new offensive coordinator for them 58 times. I went back and counted. 
We've done it on the show 58 times. That's how many people they have gone through, Caleb. I don't think people realize. I mean, this makes the Lane Kiffin transition look like nothing. And I covered that. I don't think people realize how big this is. And I'm going to tell you a lesson Dave has learned. I learned as a 13-year-old fan of the sport. Dave learned as a mid-20s guy covering the sport. Dave, do you remember when Steve Spurrier resigned and Ron Zook took over and everybody thought Florida would be fine because they had so much talent that year and they were like number six? Yes, yes. And I hear that from Alabama fans, not just about this year, but the, the coming two or three years. I'm like, no, it's everything's so volatile. Anybody can leave at any time. Yes, and that was before anybody could transfer out. And how much worse did Florida get that first year under Zook? That was like, you you knew like by week two that wasn't the same program, right? When they got blown out by yes. Miami? Yes, <laughs> and, those are a bunch of goofballs. Yeah, you are in the same situation now with Alabama. Now, I don't, I would hope that Kalen DeBoer is a better coach than Ron Zook because Ron Zook, he might be the worst actual like X's and O's head coach in the history of the SEC. You could, you could correct me on that, but. It's pretty um, bad. He's pretty bad. As Smoky Mountain Red said it, I still do not think DeBoer knows what he fully took on when taking that job. I yes, think that that's right. A, I think there's been a moment, like in the past couple of nights, where he's woke up in the middle of the night and he goes, what the hell did I do? And I think there's going to be another moment when he plays an average opponent, an average SEC opponent like Missouri, and he's going, what the hell did I do? I'm not saying Missouri's going to beat Alabama, but those are your off games. What were your off games when you were at Washington? Stanford, Cal, I mean, Oregon State. Who pays David Shaw like 10 million to win three games? I mean, that's still there. I don't think he's still there anymore. He's not anymore, but still, it was it was tough to get out of my mind. That's 3.3 million dollars a win, Caleb. I mean, that's that doesn't just go away. And that's that that's Jimbo Fisher money per win. (laughs) Jimbo Fisher money Um, per win. The so like it look, it is kind of funny because yeah, I'm I think Kalen DeBoer jumped into the job. I, first of all, I'm going to say this. I thought Kalen DeBoer was the best hire, but I didn't think he was a great coach, but I just applauded Alabama for what they did because they didn't look for like the guy that sniffed Nick Saban, like the way they did with Bear Bryant uh, protégés for so long. So I got to give them credit well, He doesn't for that. have any. That's well, the other problem. He doesn't have a protégé to hand it off to because so me, many of his coaches hate him. What are you talking about? <laughs> I guess Pruitt would have taken the job, but I know that Fulmer had a plan to hand it to Randy Sanders, and that sounds silly nowadays, but at the time it was a thing. There's he Nick Saban's burned every coaching bridge he can. If he calls up a guy's like, What? I'm not gonna do any favors for you. And he's not gonna help Alabama. He's gonna focus on his foundation. He's got his office there. This is this is as big of a absolute cluster you know the word i would like to use as there could possibly be this is bigger than lane kiffin and that's the biggest cluster in sec history to this point this is bigger period that's a fact i mean i kind of might agree with you i didn't want to go here caleb i could tell you that like you could you could just go pack your stuff up and walk out and i can't say anything to you well, that's why, like, when you make a hire, I will say this. When you make a coaching hire nowadays, you have to accept at least a one-year drawback because you're going to lose a lot of players through the transfer portal, right? And yes. so I think Alabama did accept that with Kalen DeBoer. I give them credit. I don't think Kalen DeBoer's restocked the cupboard. The problem with Alabama, again, they don't – they he won't be able to restock the cupboard on the trail in the years to come because the boosters won't pony up the money. It is a delusional booster base. 
And Dave knows this firsthand because Dave, you know how delusional, how often did the Tennessee fan base think that because they're Tennessee, they can win 10 games no matter what, and they don't have to do anything special. Yeah. It was the same thing with every coaching hire. It was, well, I think they got a pretty good one considering the position they were in with Derek Dooley. Well, they got a guy like Butch Jones who had some success. I think he can get it done. Well, they got a guy who hires football coaches and Philip Fulmer, and he hired Jeremy Pruitt, so I think they can get it done. Yeah, every fan base says that. But I'm here to tell you, Alabama fans, your program is horrible, and it's about to get worse because what happens in the spring signing period when about five key players decide they don't like Kalen DeBoer, and that's going to happen, and they cruise on out. And they could be five key players that you have. That there's nothing he can do to replace because it's the spring transfer period. So he could lose them and not replace them. It's going to get worse. Well, Alabama fans, here's what you do. And I'll tell you what they do. It's going to get worse, but this is this is going to happen with any program that changes coaches for the for the foreseeable future, right? Until NIL stables stabilizes. This is going yes. to be the this is yeah. So that's fine because you can they're going, to, they're going to have to make a rule. There's not going to be another Saban, but there's going to be another big name retired that they're going to have to make a rule. Yes. Yeah, so I think it's fine if that happens because you say okay, he'll be able to stay afloat this first year and then recruit next year. Alabama fans, you're going to get wrecked next year's recruiting class because again. The boosters aren't paying the money they are they should. So what you should do if you're an Alabama fan, here's what you should do. Look at the five top donors to Alabama, whatever they are. I don't know who the businesses are in Birmingham. Start Sugar's a boycott. Barbecue. Sorry? Uh, Sugar's Barbecue. Not a lot of dentists around there. The only barbecue in the history of the world <laughs> that matters is in Memphis, okay? I only care about Memphis ribs. It's not good anywhere else. Anybody else um, get a lot of dentists around the Tuscaloosa area? Nobody? Oh, that was pretty good. Oh my gosh. Wow, Dave. Okay. So I'll, I, I'm going to go here with this. Did you know why the toothbrush is not called the toothpaste? So you mean not called the teeth brush? You got it wrong. You've you mixed the whole story up. I know the joke, yeah. but it actually applies yeah. to West Virginia more than Alabama. And by the way, it ain't like, you know, Tennessee has its own issues with some of that. Hey, and I'll and, tell you this, Alabama fans that may be on here, if you know who was the coach before Nick Saban, then you're a valid Alabama fan. If you don't, then I got no problem with you. Okay, but you got to tell me my advice for Alabama. Like, got to let me tell my advice to Alabama fans first, which is this. Um, go down the list of the top five boosters. Look who they are. Boycott their products until they up the money. Seriously, boycott everything they sell until they up the money. I, I what encourage. If, what if Walmart? I've, I saw a Nico on a Walmart commercial. I mean, I, Walmart's probably not an Alabama booster. I mean, but look, Tennessee, I said for a long time, should never buy it, should never have bought from Pilot. When I said Jimmy Haslam was running that program into the ground, I was encouraging Tennessee well, fans to that. not buy Pilot. Well, most of the players into Rocky Top Market, so you did well there. And some of them got arrested there. Um, yeah, okay, well, I guess you could go through the booster list and – Oh. refuse to patronize their products because they are they genuinely think players commit to Alabama because they want to play for Alabama. But players what don't commit to programs. They about to the Tuscaloosa tooth issue, if you boycott a dentist, then that could just lead to bad dental issues. <laughs> <laughs> Caleb doesn't know where to laugh, bro. I throw his hands up in the air. 